Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't he good? Isn't he good? Blessed be his sweet and holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So if you'd like to open the good book. Yes, and we're going to be uh, looking at Ezekiel chapter 37. which is the Valley of Dry Bones. Did you? Huh? From the song, the song inspired me, yeah. So the Valley of Dry Bones, hallelujah. So good to see you all here tonight. God is good. And God wants... Has a, wants to do something new and fresh in this land. And it's going to be a little bit turbulent. You ever been on a plane that's ex- suffering from extreme turbulence? No? It's, it's uncomfortable, let's put it that way. And uh, it literally feels like the plane is bouncing off concrete in the air. It's a horrible feeling. Um, and so the church is going to go through some turbulent times. And everything's going to go, bang, 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 bang. that's exactly what it's like on the plane. It's like, everyone's like, oh my gosh, we're all going to die. And everything's shaking and stuff. And it's not a nice experience. But God is with us. And God has a plan. And God has a purpose. And he wants to take you from where we're at now. And he wants to take you into the promised land of the things of the kingdom of God. He wants to manifest his kingdom upon the earth. And he wants to do it through you. And uh, he wants to do great and wonderful things. You see, in the times that we're coming into, little old you and little old me will be endowed with great power for the anointing of the Spirit to do great and wondrous things. We will see wonderful miracles in the supermarket. I mean, that's how dare they do miracles in the supermarket? There'll be, there'll be miracles in Asda and in Sainsbury's and in Tesco's and yes, Marks and Spencer's and, and Waitrose. There'll be miracles everywhere. God's going to move. But he's going to move through the little man. And God's going to use leaders, of course. He's going to do great and wonderful things. And those leaders are important for the church and for the direction of the church nationally and internationally. But there's an excitement coming into the church where it will be the local body that will be doing wonderful things. But church, we have become a valley of dry bones. We've gone really dry. Have we not? (laughs) We are so dry. It's like, man, we need, we need the oil, the blessed oil of the blue, beautiful, blessed Holy Spirit flowing in our lives. We need him to invigorate us and to revitalize us and to bring us new life and new joy. Because the joy is not a transitory earthly joy, but it is the spirit of God and it is the oil of God. Because the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace and joy. And the spirit is a joyous spirit. And you can go be through the darkest of times, but you can be joyous in those things. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't, sorry if I'm starting already like I'm, my, I'm in fifth gear already. You know, I haven't gone through the gears. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Hallelujah. So let's look at uh, Ezekiel 37. It says, uh, and this is from yeah, the King James Version. Not the New King James Version. King James, just a KJV. We're going old school tonight. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of dry bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were many 
in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. (laughs) Hallelujah. Not for much longer. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Wise answer there from the prophet. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath, ruach, the spirit of God to enter into you and you shall live. I will lay sinew upon you and bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath, ruach, spirit, life into you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and a shaking within the bones came together bone to bone and when I beheld lo the sinews of the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them above but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me prophesy to the wind that in the Hebrew is the Ruach. Prophesy to the Ruach, prophesy son of man, and say to the Ruach, say to the wind, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon those slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the Ruach, the breath, came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet and became an exceedingly great army. I have seen the army of the Lord in the end of days. God showed me a long time ago, one of uh, the first visions that God started giving me. And in this vision, I know I've shared it many times and I'm sorry, but it's important for today. I was in the valley of decision. It was under a blood red sky. And there in the distance was the enemy, all clad in armor, waiting to fight the church. And there was the church, this glorious army, Everybody was clad in shining armor. There was no part of them that was exposed, no skin. You couldn't see any skin at all. They were just completely clad in armor, straight from the top, shining, gleaming silver armor. And leading this army out to war with these mighty men and women of God sat on war horses, horses also clad completely in armor. And the anointing that these men and women carried was so great I was afraid to be in their presence because the anointing was so strong but it's not about the anointing it's about the ruach it's about the breath it's about the spirit and one of the things that God is going to do is he's going to destroy this nonsense that is in his sacred holy church That it is all about the anointing and that we worship the men and the women with the anointing and we monetize the anointing. Such a thing is profane because it leads man to man, but it doesn't lead man to God. The Holy Spirit is coming back for his way. He's now got his back in his church and he wants it back. Hallelujah. But brothers and sisters, he's going to bring, <laughs> he's going to shake his church, yes, and shake all that worldliness out of his church. Come on, don't you come? Now it all falls out on the floor. But he's going to do that. But in the process of doing that, he's going to fill us. He's going to fill us with joy. Sweet, sweet, undescribable, uncontainable, overflowing, just completely oh, full of joy. Jesus is going to do some amazing things very soon. And I see this picture of Adam and Eve. I saw Adam in the garden. And there's this body. 
that's been brought out of the dirt of the earth. Man is made from the earth. He is earthy. But then God gave him the capacity to have the spirit of God in him. And I see a picture of the church. The church is the second Adam because the church is the body of Christ on the earth. And the church, unfortunately, has become very earthy of late. Lots of earth in her. Lots of earthy, earthy, earthy stuff. And it's time to get the earth out of her. And she has grown faint and she's grown weak and dizzy and she's fallen asleep. And it's time for the church to wake up. Wake up, O sleeper. Wake up. Wake up, O sleeper. Wake up. Because the Ruach of God, the Holy Spirit, is going to be breathed into the form of Adam again. And he shall rise. And this valley of dry bones shall rise into a mighty army, an end time army that will take his gospel and take his glory and take his power to the nations. And lives will be changed and transformed. But first and foremost, the church will be transformed. (laughs) And mysteries within mysteries, wheels within wheels. Ezekiel's vision, it's a confusing one, right? When you're seeing angels flying around with wheels and wheels and covered in eyes. And I say, what's that about? But God is going to reveal mysteries and wheel of wheels within wheels, knowledge within knowledge, riddle within riddle. The deep things of the scriptures will become common knowledge to the people of God. Because it says in Hebrews, it says, None shall say, Know ye the Lord, for all shall know them. From the least to the greatest, they shall all know God, because his law is written in their hearts. We're moving into something that this nation has never seen before. We have seen glimpses of it in history. We have seen glimpses of it here and there through the annals of time. But we have not seen in fullness what God is going to do in these days. Because as we approach the end of days, do you honestly think that God is going to leave the church in a perilous position if the Antichrist and all those things come at the end of the age? What do you think he's coming back for? Because if he was going to come back tomorrow and he came to Britain... It wouldn't be much to look at, if I'm honest with you, would it? Well, there's about, I don't know, maybe half a million. I mean, wow, wow, half a million. Good going. I'm being sarcastic. You know, we go to the Middle East, there'd be a lot more there. But God is coming back for a glorious church. But Chris, what about the great falling away? I would say, yes, but what about the parables of the wheat and the tares? What about the parables of the dragnet? What about all these parables that Jesus said that at the end of the age... The fields will be ripe to harvest. The fields will be full of wheat and tares, not mostly 99% tares and a couple of bits of wheat that are hanging out in the bunker waiting for the end of the world and the rapture. He's coming back for a field that he can actually plough, not just with a pair of scissors and go, done. He's coming back with a sickle and he's going to come in and he's going to harvest and he's going to have a mighty harvest. God is the God of harvest. And he's coming back for a mighty harvest. But he can't come back just yet because the church is not ready for his return. She is not expectant for his return. The spirit and the bride say come, but the bride is not saying come. So the bride has become sleeping beauty. (laughs) 
And it is time for Sleeping Beauty to awake up. And God is going to kiss her on the lips. A tender betrothal kiss. And the breath of his mouth will breathe on her. And the sweet scent of Christ will re-enter into his people and reinvigorate them and bring them to life once again. But Lord, I am awake. (laughs) But Lord, I am alive, says the Laodicean church that is blind and naked. The living God is coming to do wondrous things in his church. But with every move of God, there is always resistance to the things of God. I reminded of Stephen just before he was stoned and what he said probably didn't do him any favours. He said, you stiff necked and rebellious people, you always rebel and resist the work of the Holy Spirit. And then they all gnashed their teeth and ran at him and stoned him to death. But just before that, he saw a glimpse of heaven and he said, I see the son of man seated at the right hand of the son of. So I see the son of man seated at the right hand of God Almighty. Oh, when those stones came and the pain struck, he already saw his reward and he knew exactly where he was going. And as those pains and the stones hit him and he just said, Lord Jesus, into your hands I commit my spirit because I know where I'm going to go in a couple of minutes time when this is over. I know where I'm going. Hallelujah. And God will resist the proud. And God will not stand with those that resist him and resist his spirit in these days. God will not stand with those that choose to, uh, people that choose to say, this is not of God, that's of the devil. Because Jesus has warned us in the scriptures, do not, do not ever dare call the work of Satan that which is the work of the spirit of God. It is one of those sins that you don't get forgiven for. And we've got to be very careful that we are on the right side of our choices. Because Jesus wants us in that valley of decision. He wants everyone sat in this room to be, un, to be a part of that end time army that's been raised up here in chapter 37. This is an end time army. You are an army. Bella. <laughs> You are an army. You are not an ordinary people. You are a kingdom people. You are a mighty people. And Jesus is going to blow in his church with his breath of life. Because as we stand, we are not alive. And as we stand, we are barely awake. We think we're awake but we can't even keep our eyes open. I've had many a dream where God showed me, like I'm walking around in this dream and I'm like, I'm literally doing this because I'm so tired. I can't keep my eyes open. And the spirit of God is saying to me, that's how you are like as a Christian. You are barely even awake and you are so staggeringly tired. You can barely keep your eyes open. And if you blink, you're falling asleep again. That's, this is the church of today. And you might say, but, I, but I've watched hours and hours of YouTube, Chris. I know exactly what's going on in the world. I, I'm very up on the... <laughs> you're asleep, 
Because you're not empowered by the Spirit of God. You haven't got his heart. People, we don't have his heart. Because if we had his heart, we would be on the floor right now groaning and shrieking and crying out for our nation. And the fact that we're not means we're not there yet. But the Spirit of God, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, is going to breathe new life into his church. And mark my words, intercession won't just be for the few that are called and chosen to it. Intercession will be something that you'll all be doing. And you'll carry the heart of God. And you'll carry the burden of God. Some people will carry a national burden, some an international burden, some a local burden. But we will all carry the burden of God. Where's that in scripture? Moses, when he wanted to appoint men to uh, help him oversee Israel and the work, it says that the spirit, I think when it was 70 odd men that were chosen, the spirit of and the burden of that was taken off him and rested on these other people. That was put out to the others. And the spirit of God is going to share the burden and the heart of God with the bride of Christ. So that we feel as he feels. Why should we feel like, we, like he feels? Why should we breathe in time with the spirit of God? Because you are the body of Christ. You are the body of Christ. It's not a metaphor. It's a reality. You are the body of Christ on the earth while he's the head in heaven. Uh, forgive the sci-fi pun, but uh, films like Pacific Rim, yeah? There's like these giant, huge, big fighting robots walking around, but inside there's these two little men controlling them. Let's go left, let's go right. And these huge, big things. It's a bit like that. We are the church. We are the body on the earth, but Christ is the head controlling the body. But unfortunately, we have a, as a body that's like, with the arms wanting to do all sorts I want to go. I want to go. I want to go this way. I want to, I want, I, no, go forward. I want to do. No, I, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's the kind of body that Christ has at the moment. Christ wants His body to be in unison. Christ wants His body to be in unity. Christ wants His body to be full of power and full of glory. Did not Jesus say, "Father, the glory that You have given me, I give them"? We should have the same glory that Christ has. Christ is a mirror. He literally reflects the glory of the Father. Now, you and I cannot look upon the Father and live on the earth. But Christ has permitted us, thank you, as a mirror that you can see, look at Jesus, and in that mirror you see the Father shining from his throne of glory. And through it, you're permitted to live. And as the church, should be the mirror of Christ. So as the church see Christ, sorry, as the, as the people look at the church, they see the reflection of Christ, of which then they see the reflection of the Father. This is the role of the church. It's not about a Sunday get-together, break bread, sing a few songs, get preached out real good and go home. Church, the ecclesia, the congregation of called out ones, is the living body of Christ on the earth. But at the moment, she's a little sleepy. 
And she needs fresh breath of the Spirit blown over her. Oh, I have seen things that are to come. And they are wondrous and wonderful things. You're going to look back on yourself. I say in about three to four years time, you're going to look back to where you are now and go, man, I just didn't even know how I managed to even get out of bed as a Christian. Because you will see such a different place in the things of God. But you can't do this by striving. You can't do this like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to get more of the Spirit of God inside of me by reading more of my Bible every day. That will help. But that's not what's going to help get you where you need to get to. I'm going to spend more time in praying in tongues. Pray like that for three hours a day. Nope. No formula. No, nothing is going to do it. We are asleep. <laughs> and when you're asleep, do you ever have dreams where you're asleep and you try and wake yourself up in your, in your sleep? And then you think you're awake. But then you realize you're still asleep. That's where the church is at right now. You try to wake yourself up. You can't because you're too asleep. But I, says the Lord, are coming to breathe new life into my church. I am going to breathe life. Hear this statement. I am going to breathe life into the Protestant church. I'm going to breathe life into my Catholic church. I'm going to bring life into the Hebrew church. And I'm going to bring a unison of glory and of my spirit. And I will not tolerate Christians dividing from one another. You are one body. Oh, this hand here, this is, this is the church of first Baptists. But we don't talk to the church of second Baptists. Don't be stupid. You're on the same body. <laughs> We're the same body for goodness sake. No, they're not. They're second Baptists. They're heretics. No, they're not. They're over there. Have a look at them. Hello. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, Holy Spirit, Lord, we thank you, Lord. You're going to breathe new life into your church again. Lord, we're so desperate, Lord, for fresh oil from you. We are so dry and we've become so weary, Lord God. And Lord, we're so tired and we're so jaded. And Lord, we need your power. And we, Lord, we don't want to see just mighty anointed men and women of God. But Lord, you are all of your church flowing with the Ruach of God, flowing with the oil of the kingdom of heaven, Lord God, flowing, Lord Jesus, that we can touch the sick and that oil of heaven will heal the sick and cast out the devil and raise the dead. Signs and wonders must accompany the preaching of the word. We're in a new season now. This is a new spiritual season. The old season has gone. And with that must come shakings. And with that must come that the things that have been can no longer stand to contain the oil of that which is coming. Because old wineskins cannot cope with new fresh wine. New wineskins must be made. This does not mean that you throw away people. But it may mean that certain things do need to be thrown away. Well, this is how we've always done it. This is all we know. 
The church needs to get on her knees. And the church needs to hear. And the church needs to come to a place where she again, oh, can you feel it? The heartbeat of heaven. Oh, I can finally feel my heart again. It's been stone cold dead. I'm alive, but I'm dead. And my heart's come back to life again. And does it not beat this beat? Can you not hear it say, let the spirit and the bride say come. Oh, but the Spirit has been crying and earnestly groaning, Lord, come, Lord Jesus, come, Lord Jesus. And the church has been, Jesus, no, not yet. I want to get married. Jesus, no, we have this great program and building project that we want to finish first. (laughs) No, until the church comes to the place where our heart beats in unison as one body you know in a body you don't have 50 billion hearts beating away do you you only have one heart there can't be a catholic heart there can't be a protestant heart there can't be a baptist church there can't be a church of england church there can't be a charismatic church can't be a hebrew roots church you can't have all of these different things beating in their own way because we all come from the same body and therefore we all share the same flow of blood, the blood of Christ, which we drank and ate from tonight, which is his body and is his blood. <laughs> and it gives life. And Jesus said, if you drink my blood and you eat my flesh, you shall have life. Amen. God is going to bring new life into his church. But that life is not so that you can have a ministry. That life is not so you can get on the radio and tell how glorious and amazing you are and, and, and write your latest book deal and all that kind of stuff. We're done with that. The church needs to come to a place of true humility. Where it's not about ministry. It's not about labels and names and stardom and glory and fame. Indeed, A true hallmark of a true Christian should run from such things. God has called people to do things in the public profile. But a true servant of God, it should be something that they're called to do. Not something because they lust and want it. Because it's something that glorifies them. Humility needs to come back into the church. Because when there is unity and when there is humility... My spirit, says the Lord, will move again in great power. Because where brothers dwell together in unity, I will bless them with life. Hello, Adam. Life. But I'm Catholic and I'm Orthodox and I'm Protestant and we don't get on. Where there is unity, there is life. And there will be some that say, oh, But we can't do this. Such things are heresy. Such things are wrong. But you don't know the heart of God. It breaks his heart that his children fight and squabble like a bunch of kindergarten kids. Did I raise you as orphans or did I not raise you as as children of the king? Why do you act like children in a playground fighting, arguing? 
You all think you're right, but you're childish in your mind and in your understanding. You don't know the counsel of God. You don't know the things of the Spirit of God. I love my church. And when my people get my heart, (laughs) then they too will love my church. Oh, I can hear the questions. But what about this and what about that? Why don't you focus on hearing the heartbeat of God and we'll sort the other stuff out when you've got that far? So, are you ready, dry bones, to be prophesied over? And I speak not just to you, but to everyone listening to this recording as well. This is what I feel God's told me to do. I know it might sound, you might think, oh, how arrogant and pretentious that you're doing this, Chris. But I'm just doing what I believe God's told me to do. What else can I do but that? I'm not here to promote my agendas or build my church couldn't care less about that. Come from the four winds, O Ruach, O Spirit of God, and breathe upon these slain and these dry bones, these wounded, these people that have suffered with mental illness for year after year, these people who are oppressed, These people who have been persecuted, marginalised. These people that haven't been listened to. These people that have become spiritually blind and spiritually naked. In Jesus' name I say to you, rise! I speak life into you in Jesus' name. By his power, by his authority, by his Holy Spirit, I speak life into you. Church, Come forth from the earth and rise up and be who you are called to be in your glory, in your beauty. Oh, your beauty. Have you ever seen something so beautiful on the earth as the church? Oh, have you ever seen it so beautiful? Jesus, his heart is enraptured with love for her. Look at her. Isn't she so beautiful? Look at her. I said, look at her. Look at her. She is beautiful to me. And I long and desire to come back And to claim her as my bride, oh my betrothed, my beautiful one. And I am coming back soon. Bride, arise. Bride, awake. And be filled with the Ruach HaKodesh. Be filled with the breath of God, the Holy Spirit. Stand tall, stand strong, stand firm. 
and be who I have claimed you and made you to be. In Jesus' name, amen.